0: Welcome to Anchor.fm by Spotify, the home of BM podcasts. I am your host, Sharon Golly. Today we have another amazing guest here on our podcast. We have Candice Nadine Green. Candice Green is a has a PhD, and is of West African Nigerian. Benin, Cameroon, Yoruba, and Fulani tribes descendant, and wears many hats. She has taught English in Providence, Rhode Island for 11 years for grades seven and nine. During that time, she tried to find her place in society while being driven away from various religious organizations for her inability to conform to their standards. While raising a family, she returned to school and earned a master's in human services with a focus on marriage and family counseling. She was later a real estate agent for a few years, but found it unfulfilling, stressful, and time-consuming. After taking time to open up herself to her true path, she buried herself in metaphysical studies, earning a master's of science and doctorate in metaphysics. She became a spiritual minister, which seemed like the perfect occupation for her at first, but she gradually felt that she was outgrowing the spiritualist community and was told by a medium unknown to her that her path would not end with spiritualist church. She is now a metaphysical minister. Candice resides in Barrington, Rhode Island with her loving family consisting of her devoted husband, two very talented and creative children, and their two loving and mystical cats. <laughs> it was very difficult for Candice to fit into societal boxes, And after that, falling into depression, she threw caution to the wind and decided to follow her true calling. She embraced her psychic talents, wrote and published three successful memoirs, through herself, into her art, and begin working on children's books, young adult fiction books, and sci-fi novels. Let's welcome Candace Navy breen everyone. Welcome, Candace. It's such a pleasure to have you as our guest on the oh, podcast.
1: I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. I know you are an amazing author and writer, but I have to be nosy and ask about these amazing books you have recently written. Can you share some information about them with us?
1: Sure. I'm on this uh, short story binge where I'm I'm writing a lot of short story sci-fi uh, novel, uh, short story books. Um, my latest ones were my latest my latest short story ones were Tayton House um which it takes place in the south but it's it also adds a lot of um, southern uh superstitions in it as well which I, I weave into there uh, Zenobi foretold book one which takes place in an imaginary African uh universe and I use a lot of, Uh, vocabulary and words that are, that are African, uh, particularly, you know, from my tribe, Yoruba. And um, there's a glossary in the back. So in case people don't know the words, you, you have a glossary. And that's a, that's a really good sci-fi book. There's also another one, which Unforgiven, which it starts in the South, but it ends up, it's sort of an urban sci-fi book it's an urban sci-fi book and there's mainly um african-american uh, characters in these short stories because i don't think there's enough out there and it's sort of Unforgiven is on the verge of horror not really horror but um there are ghosts and spirits in it so but it's not scary I i don't think it is sounds interesting <laughs> yes and then uh, the the other short story is uh, ungrateful uh, which is also a recent one um, about it's um it ta- it involves a lot of african culture like hoodoo and um uh hoodoo and and voodoo and what happens when we don't respect those who help us um we ask for spirit, certain things from spirit, we're granted it and then we, we, don't, we don't respect or say thank you, we just walk on. So it's yeah. sort of like a lesson, but I love, love writing, but you know, and I, I've been writing since I was in third grade, believe it or not. I started writing when I was in third grade, I wrote a play. I had never written a play in my entire life. I've read a lot. And I wrote a play called Down on the Farm in third grade. And uh, farm because that was uh, my family's background. My grandfather had a huge farm and I, I went there. It was in Alabama. I, um, and I stayed there many times. And um, that's what we knew. And I wrote this story about a farm and I read it to my class, my, you know, my class in school. And then I just kept writing, you know, sheets of loose leaf paper. And I would illustrate it as well. I put characters who uh, were my, my classmates in the stories in these fictional stories. And they couldn't wait until I made another one so they could see who they were and what they looked like and what they were doing and stuff like that. And then when I went, uh, sort of like, uh, when I got into high school, I did a lot of essays, essays that were so like,, um, they were more like, uh, I don't know the word, maybe it's, maybe they were channeled at that time, but I didn't do channel and channeling until later, uh, I think, but they were just essays with, when I look back at them, I, 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 I think to myself, what? Did I write that? That's the wisdom and stuff that was in there it was as if someone else were writing it. Yes. And I, I did that, a lot of that essays, a lot of essays. And then I did a lot of poetry, uh, especially with a lot of imagery in it because you know I was going through a depression. My family, there was a lot of uh, dysfunctional home life. And that was how I could express it. Yes. And at the same time, I was writing my memoir. Well, I was writing my journal. and It's been 20 years for me to, to write it because it was so painful. I kept throwing it away. And I even flushed paper down the toilet back in the day. And yeah. um, then in 2018, I don't know what happened, but I said, I got to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it now. And it was sort of like a healing process, and it was painful. It was two weeks of me just sitting, cutting myself off from everyone in the house. I said, "Look, I gotta, I gotta do this." I was crying. I was everything in my little work room, just writing, morning and night. Yes. And but I was glad that it helped a lot of people. That's my my memoir, my first memoir after the darkness. Uh, it's very very adult. Um, There's no censorship in it because I don't feel that the experiences that I endured should be shoved under the rug. It's just, look, look at me. Look what I went through. Stop hiding this. People go through, some people endure this and we need to stop turning our heads. Stop saying that it's too much for me. I can't deal with it it
0: happens absolutely Mm -hmm. and writing always seems to be such a healing for the author Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize just how important that healing journey is Mm -hmm. and I agree with you I think it needs to be more out into the public so people are aware that you know if if it's too much for you to read imagine what it was for that person
1: exactly
0: uh you know and, and the compassion to bring compassion back to this world you know i know that it's out there but it's not like it used to be back well i i will say back in my day you know communities where you're trying wherever you live wherever you moved if one person was suffering everybody was a part of trying to make that better and i would love to see more of that in society today i agree absolutely how long uh how long did it uh actually take you from the beginning of the writing to the end of the writing and after the writing to actually feel like you have released at least some of it
1: Yes, with so that particular book, um, After the Darkness, whew, um, when I, it took, it took a while. Um, I, I had to have, you know, I, I the people who were in my, my circle, the people that I knew, after they read it and came to me and like sort of validated my experiences, I've gradually, I started to release gradually. I started to feel less ashamed of what happened. When I, before I even wrote the book, it it was, uh, I I did a blog about it. I, you know, I blogged, I was, I was testing the waters sort of blogging uh, my book and um then I would, then I would get comments on the blog saying, when are you going to publish? And I said, when are you going to make a book? And I said, I don't know yet. <laughs> and then I started speaking about it, you know, public speaking. I joined the the rape abuse, Net incest national network rain in Washington, DC. I I've been a member of that since 2000. Um, I wanna say my, my daughter was born in 2008. So since 2008, 2009, I've been a member of that. And I I was I spoke in People Magazine. Um, I've been at the, the State House. I've been on shows, different things talking about it. I lost a lot of friends, believe it or not, because they couldn't handle the issue that I was talking about. And one woman who I had been friends with for years, told me to stay away from her children. And that hurt. Yeah. I, th- I said, I'm a mother too. Wow. Yeah. And she says, I don't want that, that you to bring that to my children. I don't want you talking about it to my children. And I said, I had an infant then, you know? Um, and I said, I didn't have my, I hadn't had my second child yet. And I said, why would I, why would I say something of that to a, a, a baby, a toddler? Why would I? And I felt rejected. I felt rejected. I felt dirty. Um, but after, and that I felt like that for a long time, people around me that I knew sort of when I started coming out and speaking about the traumatic experience I endured, which was horrible, uh, people started disappearing
0: yeah. and I
1: felt, I felt rejected. Then when I came out with the book, and I went public with the book when well, you know, it was published and I was at various places talking about the book and things like that. I found acceptance in the audience, in the crowd, because others had endured the same thing. And I remember my doctor, he read the book and he was floored, he was floored. and um, But he was so kind. And his words, and that made me feel that, yeah, I, I, I am. This may have happened to me, but it does not determine who I am.
0: That's right,
1: person. And right. Um, so, it's been a long, very long journey because because it, it's been multiple parts. It's been my life. It's been my life getting to the part where now I can I feel that I'm, I'm healing because you're never totally healed but I'm healing all the time. Absolutely. And there's no more nightmares you know, and once in a blue moon but not frequently. Um, there's no night, the nightmares aren't there. I'm um, I still have problem with body image and things like that, but I'm healing. I'm healing, and I'm forever healing. And I think that that's a gift that I'm giving to the world. I remember when I was, um, when I was enduring this and when I was going through this as a 13-year-old, um, I said, That one day, I I said this to in one of my journals, I wrote one day, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to tell someone in case there's some other little girl who's like me, who is going through this and feels trapped at home and with no one to help her.
0: Well, I love and appreciate you for sharing your story. And I know that it has blessed many people's lives. I know that it was quite a breathtaking read for myself. I found myself at times weeping through the story, and having to walk away and catch my breath and come back. Um, but I, I just want to say thank you, thank you for bringing that to light for so many young girls that don't have a voice, mm-hmm. that don't realize that they have a voice because we don't give enough information out there. For them to get access to
1: it. That's right. And there's also the shaming as if you did something wrong. Yes. And that's that's the that's the that's terrible. You I mean I grew I, I felt so shamed that I wasn't worthy of love. I wasn't worthy of anything. And it was so important for me to share it. So important. I mean when I did, my, my grandmother passed, my maternal grandmother passed in 2019 from cancer. She wanted this book before, if, when she, when it came out and I said, grandma, I don't think you want this book because then you're going to know stuff. And she says, I already have an idea of what went on. I need to read the book. So I said, okay. So I sent it to her and she talked to me a long time on the phone about it when she died, she left it. Um, after she died, you know, my mother who I estranged from, and it, we know that from the book, uh, my mother read the book cause it was lying around at my grandmother's house. She read it with my half sisters and sent me a, a, a letter that I was no, I was no longer family. And, um, It hurt. It really hurt. Um, it was because it was after my grandmother had died. And the card was, it, you know, thank you for sending the because I sent the, you know, the funeral thing you're supposed to send the thing. Yeah. So I sent a nice big one because for the funeral, because my grandmother, I loved her. She was good. She was the only family I had. Loved me. But to get that card from my I knew my mother didn't like me anyway. We know that from the book with my relationship with her. But get to see it in print that I was not family that hurt. Because I I wrote the truth. Um, because I had this book. The book had already been out, but I guess she just read it. And um, because if you sit down and you read it, it's a fast read. Um if you could sit down, you can, you can get through it faster, but there's a lot of emotional, very parts of them, but not even saying I'm sorry or anything.
0: I think sometimes it's hard mm-hmm. for other people to fall into place and do what is right. Right. Because of their own emotional fear, um, scarring or, even a of even having a um, thought that that is even possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It is quite shocking. It, it really is. It's quite shocking. Now, for me, it was, you know, even though I am from a domestic violence situation, had been through a lot of trauma and things, to think that a child would have to go through such things that it's not that I was, not aware that this world it's not all that it needs to be okay but hearing it straight from and i don't want to say the victim i want to say the the victor's story mm-hmm. um it was quite overwhelming it really was it brought tears to my eyes many 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 times i wept um, through
1: it yeah but after I, I, I wrote it i couldn't read it again after i wrote it and i had someone else proofread it and i went through it and i said that's done i'm not even i'm not reading it anymore yes and it was important for me to do that book first when i you know decided i would become a published author i said i gotta do this first before i write anything else and i had to um I had to break it up so I did the really big wham one which is you know um uh after the darkness and then I had to do born I had to talk about being born different with these abilities that I was born with and how hard it was to navigate through life uh and then today I feel ugly the the other the other sort of memoir that had tips in it of you, you know, what made what, what triggers caused me to feel that I was less than and what instances happened to cause me to feel less than, and all of those things, I'm still healing. I mean, I'm married, I have children, but I'm still healing Absolutely. and writing, writing, writing. I love writing. I love when I was young when I was younger I would disappear into books into fiction of fantasy and stuff so now that I got the memoirs out of the way I disappear into creating a world my own yes that's 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 beautiful that's magical that's different and I I that's why I I enjoy like the the making up doing the fiction books. I love, love, love it. Um, I mean I still do channel books. I I um but I haven't I haven't published them. I just keep them in sort of like a grimoire and I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna publish them yet (laughs) but there's a lot of there's a lot of messages from spirit and that I've you know that has come through me and that I've written but I haven't haven't uh published them yet but I I, I I enjoy writing fantasy, the children's book, like um the Rainbow Ribbon is one of the children's book. And I, I, that, that came up, that story came when, when my, my son was like, you know, I don't know where my daughter was. She was doing something, but my son was going to sleep in my arms. And he said, mommy, read me a story. Cause I read every night. And I said, Well, I don't have a book with me. And he says, Well, tell me a story.
0: <laughs> and
1: I came up with, I just right off the top of my head, it was the rainbow ribbon. And I said, I got to remember this. I'm going to write it. So after he got to sleep, I went downstairs and I started scratching, scratching, writing to remember the rainbow ribbon a story about an ant who brings magic back to his community you know through a rainbow because they stopped believing and i think that was good you know i think that's good because sometimes we stop believing in in things and we get so um yeah and we we forget about the beauty that's around us And, you know, these worker ants, that's what they, they were just head down, work, 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 work. These worker ants, they weren't believing in anything beautiful. They didn't see flowers, trees, nothing. It was just work except one oddball ant who, (laughs) who used to dream of unicorns and, and rainbows. And he loved flowers and he loved sitting under the trees. And um, he goes on this journey he runs first he runs away he says I'm running away because his dad yells at him and says you're gonna work and he says no I'm not and he runs away <laughs> and he goes on this journey which is a, a journey that we as, you know adults can read this too and, and go through this journey with with this aunt of coming back to open our eyes and see the beauty that's around us see the beauty that's in everything and to bring that beauty back to our village, to our communities.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for opening up and, and just sharing uh, everything. And I, these new books, they sound absolutely amazing. So <laughs> our, our audience, I hope all of you reach out and, and take a look at these beautiful books. Uh, they are available. Where can they find them at campus?
1: Yep. yep. You can just go right to my website with all the links and it's breen.com forward slash books or just, just go on breen.com and you, you get all my author stuff.
0: Fantastic. And now you can even
1: ask your we- local bookstores or anything. They're on Amazon.
0: Before we get off the air with each other, um, I got to say this. I also know you love to garden. I do. <laughs> but what I didn't know is that you are a master gardener. Can yes. you share with us a little bit about that?
1: <laughs> well, I love gardening so much because it's in my family and I've I've been gardening for years that I I took I became a I took the URI the, the University of Rhode Island Master Gardener course. because um, I want because I wanted to I'm a geek and I wanted to learn more and I also wanted to help in the community. So, with Master Gardener, I I um, was assigned my my children's school. They were they were still at the elementary school, and I I did the mentor garden. It was beautiful teaching the kids about gardening and getting their hands in the soil and telling them about worms and it was just great.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: i I love love gardening. I have a big garden. I. I, I, I geek out when spring comes. I can't wait. I love getting in the dirt.
0: Yes, absolutely. My there's, there's nothing like fresh vegetables and herbs and spices yep. coming to the table. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. What does 2022 look like for Candace?
1: Uh Well, it does look like a lot of time in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, I love it. I've already been out there, even though the weather's been iffy. iffy um i i plan to do i plan i'm working on a um fantasy another fantasy a fantasy novel um with a little touch of romance i'm going to try it for holoquin so i'm gonna we're gonna see how that turns out but that
0: sounds amazing
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to have you
0: back on so we can (laughs) find out about how that went Uh, are there any tips or takeaways that you would like to share with our listeners on writing and publishing?
1: Yes. Um, yes. Uh, you know, I, I did self-publishing through Amazon and I, I loved it. I love it. And it's fine with me. The, um, don't give up. I have to say you can get discouraged by reviews. And I mean, I had some reviews that that had nothing to do with the book They had they just had to do with me and I had to report them, but don't let don't let the naysayers get you down. Open, believe in your heart and, and go for it. Go for it. The, the, the sky is not the limit. You can go further than that. And honestly, you you have a story within you. You just don't know it. You have it within you. You just don't know it. You gotta let it out.
0: That's some amazing tips and takeaways. Absolutely. What is your favorite saying or quote?
1: Ah, I love it. Nature is my church. Love is my religion. That's my <laughs> quote. Because <laughs> I am a nature. I, I I'm two things people know about me is earth and love. That's 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 me.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and can you help me share with my listeners or with our listeners where they can find you at?
1: Oh gosh! Well, you can find me practically. You can Google me, and you'll get like five pages of information <laughs> about me. I am on I'm on Facebook, uh, under author Candace Nadine Breen, PhD. I'm on Twitter, uh, candidly Candace. I'm on Instagram as Candace Nadine Breen. Um, I also, I'm also, believe it or not, I have a, an, a, a, a visual, video author series, which is, uh, I make up, a I made a video character, her name is Nana B, and she has lots of wisdom, and she's hilarious. <laughs> she's on YouTube at Conversations with Nana B, N-A-N-A-B-E-A. She's also on TikTok, uh, Nana N A N A B that's it just a beat and, and um there's lots of videos you can that's my 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 character there she's an old lady she's hilarious um <laughs> but that's that's my my uh vis- my video video author series and um I
0: told you listener, she's incredible she does so <laughs> many things <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know how you find time for all of this.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I don't either. So <laughs> I don't either. Maybe that's why I'm just so, I don't know, <laughs> but, just, but just Google me too. And if it, you Google me, you'll find me on all different other spots. You'll even find places that I don't even know. So, you know, that there are some Yeah, there's some like books and bookshops all over the, all over the world, all over the, all over the world, really, that carry some of my books. And um, so even like in the UK, the United Kingdom, um, and I've done interviews out of the country. So uh, by Zoom, so you can find a lot of stuff.
0: Absolutely. It's just- (laughs) It's just incredible speaking with you. Um, Candice and I are Native Rhode Island sisters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We were both born in
0: Rhode Island.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh,
0: So I enjoy getting to speak with you. Absolutely. And it, it has been such a pleasure having you as our guest today. And I am always excited to see what you're up to next. So we're going to have to have you come back of uh, here soon, and and share with us the new updates, even for oh. Nana B. <laughs>
1: yes,
0: absolutely. I will make sure that I post all the links below, where you can find Candace in this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to stop by, and visit Candace, and see all the amazing things that she does in service to others as well. You have a great rest of your week, Candace, and a wonderful weekend planting. I know you're going to. <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you. You too. Pleasure being on the show.
0: Much love and light, my beautiful yeah. friend.
1: You too. Thank you. Thank you
0: to our listeners for joining us here. It's always a pleasure to have you visit us here at VL Podcast. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss another amazing episode. And until we speak again, much love and light, my beautiful friends. Bye, Candice.